Hi everyone, it's Marie Heron, your host of Living with MS Truth Be Told. Um, today we have uh, with us on the show uh, Matt Embry, who um, started MS Hope. And as you know, when I started the podcast, I had said this was about living with MS and uh, bringing in different uh, treatments and uh, different ways of living with MS that might make your MS a little easier, uh, might modify your disease somewhat. And so Matt Embry, who's going to say hello and tell you a little bit about himself, has started uh, MS Hope, which is finding a different path to a healthy future. Hi, Matt. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to have this interview. You're welcome. So can you tell us about like MS Hope, finding a different path to a healthy future? Yeah, I mean, MS Hope is uh, it's a website and it's an initiative that uh, I do on a volunteer basis to hopefully get the message about uh, the message out about other strategies that uh, that I've implemented into my life. Uh, outside of the traditional uh, drug therapy to keep my multiple sclerosis symptoms under control. So um, by talking about strategies and focusing, you know, primarily on diet and uh, lifestyle, so exercise. Okay, that's, yeah, that's great. Um, and I'm really, I'm really, really excited about this because I have believed for a long time um, that there were things that we could incorporate um, because I, I, I never took, I never took any drugs at all, um, and you know until I was much, much older. And I always felt that if I did yoga or I exercised or I meditated, um, I could see a really big difference in my mobility and my state of mind. So, can you talk a little bit about the the exercising? What would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I got my website. You know, it's uh, exercise. When I when I do public speaking or when I try to talk, it's it's we I more or less say what you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no uh, magic bullet or, or secret recipe I'm going to give. I mean, likely what I tried to do is about 20 minutes of cardio uh, followed up by about 20 minutes of weights, and I try to do that at least uh, five to six times a week mm-hmm. um, to keep that blood flowing, get the oxygen into the body. And the benefits of exercise, I mean, they just go on and on and on. So it's a, it's a key component. But we also recognize that there's a lot of challenges, especially if people are dealing with disability, um, how to get that body moving. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and luckily, there's a lot of information out there on, on through Google, uh, both programs that are set up. And there's you know things in the States like the MS Fitness Challenge where people are are working hard to figure out ways to get people to get their bodies moving. Right. I know for me, um, obvious, I mean, I used to do the uh, treadmill, and then after a while I couldn't do that anymore, but I loved the elliptical because it was great for my balance because I could hang on to uh, both sides and, you know, do the the up and down. So, you know, are you looking at, uh, would you suggest things like that? Like, Yeah, I mean, the, the elliptical is something I definitely use. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely a machine that I'm, I'm on quite a bit. And uh, definitely in swimming. I mean, swimming was a key oh, component, yeah, right, right. Uh, to, to my program as well. And I try, try to swim as often as I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what do you think are some of the biggest benefits to exercising? Well, I mean, again, like, I'm not a researcher or a doctor, so I can only speak to my own. No, that, my no own but that's what, that's all we want you to do, Matt, is speak to your own, hun. Yeah, my own, my own personal benefits. Yeah. And I think there's a number of things, but obviously I get that. However, people call it the the runners high, or I get these these, these endorphin rushes. Mm-hmm. But for me, also over the years, it's also um, you know, I mean, disability is a huge fear. I think for me and for a lot of other people who are diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So when I'm actually 
you know, moving my body and, and I'm in action. It really helps me in particular to get rid of those fears, to, to feel my body in control and to feel that, you know, my body's still working. And, you know, my, my dad, when he talks, he talks about you move it or you lose it. Like that, that concept in my mind that goes through my mind too, or just keep that body moving and, and get that body oxygen. And, you know, and, and for me, and what I believe to be true about some of this disease is that blood flow is getting that cardiovascular system right. going, getting that blood flow um, up, up and going. Yeah, no, I I, I, t- I tend to agree with you there, um, and I you know I'll share a story that you know often after a workout, um, and then I do some yoga. Um, I always found that during the yoga part, I got this feeling that everything was just going to be fine. <laughs> you know, right. sort of like a calming, calming effect. Um, so that's great. And I and I think that a lot of people, you know, are saying, well, you know, I don't have time to go to the gym. But there are so many, as you said, there's so many different um, channels on YouTube and on the internet. And there's your website. Can we get the the correct website so that our listeners can uh, go on? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and the website is mshope.com. It's uh, we try to make it as easy as possible for people to remember and to, to kind of, and obviously to share the message of hope. Oh yeah, m- mshope.com. Okay, and then and on there, there's a link to there'll be links to my Facebook page as well, which we try to update people uh, with the latest greatest information that they should be looking at. And again, mshope.com is and always will be a free resource of information for patients and families. And uh, MS Hope does not accept donations. I do not accept speaking fees whatsoever. It's a totally free, open access uh, resource, which I'm committed to, you know, updating as, as best as I possibly can in the hours that I have. Well, you know, Matt, I want to thank you for that because I find it so, um, your work is so, um, you know, informative. And, um, you know, I think anyone with MS is looking for something um, that they can do to just modify or even, you know, make them feel a wee bit better. And I find that this whole um, diet and supplement, because these are things that you can control yourself. Um, And um, I think it's so important that you're doing this. And I want to thank you on behalf of everybody. Um, for the amount of time and energy uh, that you spend on doing this. Um, so now tell us about diet <laughs> and supplements. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the diet and the supplements are also a key aspect of, of the program and the strategies that I use. I mean, I think it's really important to note that in a lot of ways, I'm just the messenger. I mean, my dad, um, you know, Dr. Embry, the research, the researcher behind all this, is truly the person who's, who's dug into the science. Okay, Do you, can um, you tell us a little bit about your dad then? Yeah, so my dad is, uh, you know, Dr. Ashton Embry. He's a researcher. He's actually a geologist, a PhD geologist, who has done extensive research in multiple sclerosis and continues to do so. And through his website, which is direct-ms.org, it's, a, it's an amazing curation of content where he's gone through and, and really posted up, you know, information going you know, from the beginning all the way to now. Um, so, again, it's really important for people to understand that the strategies came out of a scientific investigation. It, was, it wasn't the other way around. It wasn't mm-hmm. that, you know, we started the diet and all of a sudden thought this was going to work. And I think it's really it's important for us to get that message out that it, the diet came from the research my dad was doing. 
No, and And you know what, Matt, thank you so much for clarifying that because, as you know yourself, there are so many people on Facebook, there's so many people on um, morning talk shows, they're like, oh, we have now found that there's been a significant uh, difference in people with MS uh, who don't eat bananas. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, it's, I hate to use the term fake news, but there's a lot of fake stuff out there. Um, And so the fact that you're coming on this morning um, and talking to us about this is so, so precious. So, again, Again, your dad did the research, and out of this research um, came the the diet and the supplements. So now I'm going to let you talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, and yeah, thank you, thanks for letting me share that because that that is an important thing because a lot of people will come to me and ask me, "Well, where's the science?" I'm like, "Well, it's on our website, directms.org. I mean, this is where it came from, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not we're not trying to prove something here. And I think that the other reality too is now that I've you know been almost more or less symptom free for over 20 years. That's where, you know, we really started to share the message. We're like, okay, well, we've been saying this for, you know, over two decades mm-hmm. now. Here's the proof. You right. know, the living proof is, is, the, is the concept. Yeah. Um, and so, well, you know, with the diet, we really, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's on the website. Uh, I've got a video up there which goes through it as best as we can, and we have a really simple PDF. So I think the, the key was to make this easy for people to try to understand. Um, because there, again, what you said, you know, and I think you're you're bang on what you're saying. There's there's so many people out there saying all these things with a myriad of diets, and you know, it can be very confusing for people. And it's not an um, an easy thing on the beginning to implement into people's lives. And I think that what we tried to do is show that it's, you know it's not that hard anymore. I right. Mean, Twenty years ago, when you walked into a restaurant and you said you were gluten free or dairy free, you know, it was like you were living on the moon. But now. You know, it's 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 in menus. It's in it's become you know ubiquitous in, in, in today's restaurant scene. So right. it's a lot easier for people to avoid those key foods that we we try to stay away from. And and it's very important for my listeners to understand that you do have just to remind them that you do have MS. You were diagnosed in 1995, and I think the biggest uh, the biggest uh, piece of information that the listeners need to hear is that you're not charging anything. I mean, I go on Facebook and I see you know Susie who's been symptom-free of MS for 20 years, but you have to pay uh, to join her program. Um, right. You're not charging anything, and so the validity of your of your claim, um, as well as the research behind it, I think is, is amazing, and I'm so happy to be sharing this uh, with the listeners. So tell me, like, what an, like, what a day would be like for you for eating, you know, did, would you eat breakfast, or... Yeah, I mean, the average day, I get to ask this question a lot, and I think it's also important to know that I do have a family, so I do I do understand a lot of the challenges that can go on for most people, especially, you know, people who are diagnosed with MS, it's normally later in life, um, and you've got the family, and there's a lot of, you know, challenges that surround that, so... So for me, I mean, the average day would be, you know, I have coffee in the morning and then I'll, you know, have either fruit or something along those lines. And then for lunch, uh, I try to eat as many vegetables as I can through okay. the day. And so I even like, I post it, I'll even eat like a, you know, one of those things the same size as a large vegetable vegetable platter, hopefully right. daily. Right. And, and then a salad for lunch. And then in the evenings, I'll have, you know, a lot of more vegetables and then maybe a little bit of rice and a protein, usually like a, a fish or right. chicken or and this can all be this can all be seen on your website because you've got tons of PDFs and tons of links and I've been on it and um, it really it really is amazing. Um, now the supplements um, I've heard so many you know so many people saying uh, you know we should be upping our vitamin D. Is there any other thing any other supplements that we should be looking at? 
Yeah, I mean, again, there's a whole list of the supplements that are on uh, mshope.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the big three, or I think we talked about it in the video, are, you know, vitamin D is, a, is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really, I can't, I can't stress enough how important vitamin D is for people with a multiple sclerosis. Uh, fish oils, uh, probiotics, calcium, I think, are the top three we really talk about. But there's a whole list there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we try. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a lot, right? But at, at the end of the day, it's, again, it, it's backed by the science. My dad has my dad has achieved, and we, we try to put it out there to and hopefully see results. And I think that's, you know, the next part of this mission, and I'm sure people who follow my Facebook or, or look on there, is to share other people's stories, right? Because, I mean, one person is one person. And I right. think that that uh, well, my goal right now is to, is to really go out there and you know, show that I'm not alone here. But there's other people, you know, like Dr. Terry Walls down in the U.S. Who's, you know, she's gone out and written a book about a similar approach and, mm-hmm. and all these other people who contact me and I'm just trying to share their story so people get a sense that it's, you know, it's not just one person out of Calgary, Alberta. It's, it's all these people around the world trying to share the same message. And, uh, and our key, our key uh, like I said, initiative is to reach people when they're you know initially diagnosed and give them this information so they have that that knowledge right and and you know that's why we started um you know truth be told was because uh, i had said you know when i was diagnosed in 1984 i was 24 and i had nothing i mean i didn't even have a bone to hold on right. to you know it's like am i going to die we don't know um yeah. and so i wanted uh to have voices um, of other people, and I found that we've been so uh, well received, and it's people are saying, "Oh my God, um, you know, I, I love the story about the woman who you know said this, this, and this." And I'm sure we'll get like lots of feedback about about you because you're right. It's a very it's a lonely disease, and it's one that you know, as we all know, is like a snowflake disease. And and you know, I'm reading a book right now uh, where a young woman with MS says, you know, sometimes you have to put like chip fat in your hair and not don't wear any makeup to let to have people think you're not well um, because right. sometimes we do look so well you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay tell me about the CCSVI what's that all about yeah I mean that's that's yeah you know obviously it's a very controversial topic right now in the media and these are these are concepts or theories that have been put forward in regards to you know a lack of blood flow from the brain um, for patients with multiple sclerosis um, the question is, is this associated with, you know, the, the disease or isn't? And I think that, you know, many studies have shown that there's an association. I mean, treatment of this is, is again, a big question. and Hopefully more research is going to be done. Right. Right, and where do where do you see um, where do you see some of the 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 next well obviously the CCVI, um, but what about things like um, stem cell? Because I know you're not a big advocate of of the drugs, but um, do you see other um, remedies um, you know procedures coming well, out? Yeah, I mean, I, one thing I do want to clarify because I do in in today's mainstream media, especially. Um, it's really polarizing. I mean, I find that either you're, you know, you're pro-drug or you're anti-drug, right? right. And I think that in some ways I get labeled anti-drug, and I really have a problem with that. Okay, I'm not labeling anti-drug. Okay. Yeah, no, I know, and I, <laughs> but I want to be clear when I get No, that's, thank you, thank you, Matt. Because, you know, if I'm not anti-pharmaceutical, and I think that if there was a drug that showed that it would have a long-term effect on my disease, say, like 20 years out, right? like, I would, I would probably take it, and I... And I say this openly, but I just haven't seen it. So 
Right. I mean, and that's just my own personal choice. And I think, again, like I'm not anti-drug. I just want to see something that's really going to work over the long term. Yeah. And I think that comes down to the same thing with stem cell. I mean, I am not against the, the idea of it whatsoever. And I think that, you know, I've been down to Denver. I've been to one of the top clinics mm-hmm. um, to, to meet people. I haven't posted this on my website yet, but I will. I've met other stem cell doctors, which... Um, I have more video footage, which I haven't posted yet. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking into this because, you know, I think that there's hope there. I truly do. And I think that we need to keep looking. And I think that there's two problems. And one of them, for me, is is to stop the progression of the disease. That's obviously Ab- Absolutely. Big, absolutely. That's a yeah. huge issue for yeah. us, right? Yeah. And, no, the second, for sure. and the second issue for me, which, you know, it's not really talked about on my website, but it's a big initiative. And, you know, my heart goes out to people who are very disabled and are really struggling today and the families and how do we get these people back to a healthy yeah, life yeah yeah or um, yeah or or a living life you know like i mean that's yeah. why we've covered things like employment and you know all kinds of things um one of the things i wanted to tell you was um actually today later on we're going to be and i hope you can listen to it at some point it'll be dropped in a month um i'm going to be talking to um david Bexfield, who is um the ms dude who's actually undergone stem cell transfer right yeah so i mean we're we're trying to cover absolutely everything and i think you're right i think um you know there's 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 drugs out there i i you know erica lyons from ms and me radio says you know there is no cure there's there's controls um but there isn't a cure yet so you know right and i also think that people need to um to really you know I, and I'm, I'm a big advocate also for people doing their own research and keep looking because there's different types of stem cells and people don't understand that either and there's different types of procedures in which people use stem cell therapy and there's mm-hmm. not just one and I think that this is where it gets confusing for a lot of multiple sclerosis patients because they'll think stem cells well there's a different there's a number of ways in which stem cells are either put into your body or how your body what, what, what the, the approach is things like that and again mshope.com I know I haven't done a great job lately but we are going to keep posting up new videos to, right. to, 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 to clarify this for patients and and I think the other thing too is to show them where they can go and I think that's another important like who do you call like where do you what, what, now you know the information what do you do Exactly. I think that's really important for patients to you know have a phone number have a doctor they can call things like that Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I think that, like I said, it can be it can be very isolating. And um, you know, one of the things I hear a lot from people, they'll ask me questions. You know, what does what does um, you know neuritis feel like? And I'm thinking, you know, there there has to be a better way. You can't be that isolated. You know, it's right. uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, so, what's next for MS Hope then? Well, I mean, obviously, I've got the um, I've got a documentary that's that's come out about some of the journey. Um, I've also got a number of other videos that I've shot over the past year mm-hmm. that I need to get up on the website. Again, I mean, it's it's a volunteer thing I do, so it's actually not part of my job most times. So <laughs> I try my best when we've got time to. I got very blessed in that I own a production company that I'm able to create this, this type of content that yeah. hopefully reaches yeah. people. So I yeah. think it's, it's, it's now it's going out there sharing more stories it's looking at you know the, what, what's going on there in the world uh treatment wise and, and co- continuing to share hope is, is the plan 
One of the things I want to ask you, um, do you have an opinion or does your father have an opinion on, um, and I, I'm going back to when I was diagnosed in 1984 and I was told, um, and again, even Montel Williams said that, that it was a white woman's disease, uh, primarily from people from Northern European. I am now interviewing people from Guyana, from Guatemala, um, from the Philippines, and it has now become like, you know, it's no longer Canada's disease. I see it all over the world. Do you have any thoughts on that, why that's happening? Or? Yeah, I mean, that's, again, like I'm not a researcher, and I don't yeah. necessarily understand the, the epidemiology of, of the disease in a lot of ways, but I can tell you that I, when I look at my MS Hope, uh, the Google Analytics, mm-hmm. That it w- I do get traffic from all over the world. Okay. So okay. I can't, again, I don't necessarily know what the reporting is on that kind of thing or how they came up with those numbers, but I can definitely affirm that yeah. you're, you're calling your idea that this is global. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I, just, I see yeah. it on my maps. Yeah. Well, that that's good to know, and thank you, thank you so much for for sharing that. Because you know, for me, I just you know, we, I was told when I was diagnosed, it's like you know, I was born in Scotland, and they're saying, well, you know, it's primarily Northern European disease. Um, Matt, I want to thank you so much um, for all the amazing work you're doing. I hope at some time you and I'll cross paths, and we'll finally get to meet one another in person and not over the phone. Um, you know, once again, everyone, we've been listening to Matt Embry. Um, who is the president founder of MS Hope. It's a wonderful resource for anyone who's living with multiple sclerosis. I encourage all of you to visit Matt's page. And what is it again, Matt? Uh, MSHope.com. MSHope.com. Thank you, Matt, so much. And again, this is Marie Heron, your host from Truth Be Told, Living with MS. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks. Sometimes it frightens me